What's up, long players? Howie Howard here from Mr. Furious Records and the Long Play Listening Party Podcast. I'm here with Ebony, a.k.a. rapper Lefty Grove, a.k.a. producer Guinness, with one question Monday. Uh, Guinness has a new EP out. It is called Sure Things. You can pick it up at leftegrove2.bandcamp.com, and I will link to that in all the show notes and descriptions and everything. Uh, Welcome, Ebony. Hey, how's it going? Sorry about the tank top thing. I, I'm getting ready for work, so. Hey, if you're comfortable, we're comfortable. Uh, so my question, no, not at all. I mean, we'll even we'll take a little more if you want. Whatever you, whatever feels good, man. Out to a talking head. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've been uh, you've been producing at a steady clip. Um, your beats cover, I would say, a lot of different territory. Um, it's not necessarily just straight hip hop beats. There's other elements that you're mixing in. And so my big, like one question for you is, uh, where do your beats or where do your pieces of music start? Either what's the first thing to go down or where does the initial idea come from? And maybe different for every song. We're going to be listening to the title track, Sure Things at the end of this little episode, but where does it start for you? That's the question. To be honest, it just kind of starts where I feel like starting. And that, that when I when I when I say it out, when I hear it said out loud, it sounds like I'm I feel like I'm being weirdly arrogant, like, oh, I can just do this. But that's not what it is. It's just some days I wake up and with music, some days I choose peace and some days I choose violence. And by that, I mean, a lot of things that I will do will be the standard straightforward. Like, you know, you start with your loop and then you start with your drums or you start with your melody and you start with your bass. And then other days I will wake up and just go, you know, let's just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And as you know, with all experimentations, anybody who pays any attention to science or chemistry or like, even just creativity in any way, shape, or form, some things hit real well and some things just don't work at all. Mm. You know, like you're not going to, you're not going to make a, you're not going to make a banger every time. You're not going to make a good song every time. You're going to fish through certain things and then work it out how you feel it needs to work out. Uh, When I first started doing stuff like, I probably started, oh God, it's 2023 now. So I'd say the first time I really tried to make a beat was like 2006. But I was so busy trying to be a rapper that I didn't think that I could actually concentrate and be multifaceted as a producer. So I put it all in the background, but my dad was a musician growing up and my mom played instruments and I grew up playing the cello and for a long time I was the only black kid that hung out with white kids where I grew up in Wichita Mm -hmm. so my influences came from literally being forced to listen to music that I wouldn't get to hear at home Right. My parents, my parents definitely were not going to be putting on Leonard Skinner in my house. You know, right. You get some Al Green, you get some Fella Cootie, you get 
you know, Jeffrey Osborne and LTD. You get a lot of Luther Vandross. Uh, side note, my dad did not like Prince, so we did okay. to a lot of Prince at home. Uh, if I ever come back on and do like a long form interview, I will explain all that to you. But I, I mean, we have so much more to talk about. I definitely want to do that. I think it's probably fairly. I mean, there was kind of a generational thing with Prince, right? Where a lot of parents didn't get it, where a lot of kids did. Uh, with my dad, which is why it takes more of a long form type of interview. Fair enough. Fair enough. My my dad has some personal issues. Okay. Uh, he was a musician in the late 60s and 70s and all the way through my life until he got so sick that he can't really play anymore. Um, and he's had some interactions with some people that have led me to have some musical opinions that are kind of hot takes, but not for me. Because okay. I have some backstories on things and the Prince story is one of those things. So we'll get right. to that at another time. All right. But he always told me that if something sounds good to you, you should listen to it and support it. So my musical taste just went all over the place. Like I'm pretty much down with any genre of music, save for, you know, like a lot of bluegrass and Americana and stuff like that. But most everything I can relate to. So when I put music together, it's just the things that I like that I can relate to, that I'm trying to non-verbally express to people that you can relate to this too, even though it's not something that you're used to or that you do on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, that's my approach to music and how things work out for me that way. That's uh, perfect. That's perfect. I'm going to give myself another half a question. I don't think it really counts as a full question. But do you remember where the specific song Sure Things started? Uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of a silly story. Um, I have some festival friends, and I call them festival friends because a lot of them work like, you know, security and um, mm -hmm. crews at things like Tomorrowland and like Bonnaroo and stuff like that. And when I was working in the bars in Lawrence, you moved to Lawrence after I was basically done bartending, except for like a little stuff okay. at the bottleneck in like 2016. But the kids that worked at those venues, the bottleneck and the Granada and stuff like that, they'd go out and they'd be gone for like two, three weeks at a time and come back and have all these stories about all these amazing bands that they had met and like did stuff with and like hung out with. And one of the bands that was mentioned at the time was a band called mansions on the moon and they had an ep that was executive produced by pharrell like oh god i want to say maybe 10 years ago five years no this is at least 10 years ago okay they have this ep called light years and there's one song on it called uh rest of your days and it's an acoustic song and they basically just sing the same verse twice and I took part of that song and the chorus that they used, and I kind of put it all together and made sure things with a bass loop that I chopped down to like two notes. Mm -hmm. And then I threw an 808 behind it and a drum loop, and that's how that song got fleshed out. And there we go. And I love that, I love that bass loop because uh, it doesn't hit on the one. 
So and I love doing that. I love leaving stuff off the one. So it, it just gives it kind of a circular to me, at least gives it kind of a circular feel. Yeah. And that also, that part, that, that particular baseline and how that works out with the 808 and that baseline, I kind of stole that from Britpop music. Like if you listen to like that early, that late nineties, early to like 98 to 2004 era Britpop, like post Radiohead being like the biggest band on the face of the planet, uh, pre, uh, New York garage, like that. Yeah. Of Britpop. There are a lot of super funky bass lines and like really innovative things that they were doing in that era. So like mansions of the moon might be the band that I sampled, but the thought process was completely Kasabian on that. one. <laughs> so like, if you listen to some old Kasabian, like fool's gold or like that's actually stone roses, but like, if you listen to some of that era of Britpop, like the Manchester club scene, Britpop and like that early two thousands, Britpop, Franz Ferdinand and stuff like that. There are songs where like those bass lines do not keep up with the drums in that sense of like, mm-hmm. it's all one fluid motion. It's all separate motions that they make work. And that's kind of where that baseline uh, plan that plan out came for that. So it's it's all over the place and in the same place at the same time. I love that. And that's so cool. Like, that's what I was hoping. I got a 404, uh, the old version, like two and a half, three years ago, hoping that it would do for my ears and my listening skills, like what you're describing, like like learning how to hear something, how it could be something else. Man, we have so much more to talk about, and we're going to do it. But listeners, for this week, we're going to let you go. You're going out on uh, Sure Things by Guinness. You can get it at leftegrove2.bandcamp.com or wherever you stream your music and links in the description. And uh, but Sure Things is everywhere but Spotify. Okay, everywhere but Spotify. Yeah, everywhere you can go, Bandcamp, Apple Music, all that stuff, but no Spotify on this one. Certain albums I like to put on Spotify and certain albums I don't. This one I just decided it wasn't going to go. Well, that's that's one more topic we'll have to talk about in the future. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on the new EP, which is fantastic. Oh, thank you very much, man. You guys have a good day. And I hope everybody gives it a listen. <laughs>